0: Welcome into PHI Affiliates Podcast. We've got Jamie Lynch, Tyler Zuli, myself, Renee Washington, as we edit. Every I've been taking time to talk through the hot stove, rumors, updates, what it all means for the Phillies. And of course, today is no different. Welcome in. I see you guys in the chat already dropping the comments, coming in with the conversation. Christy's all in for Mookie. King Krabs, we missed you, King <laughs> Krabs and Christy, yesterday. Uh, <laughs> King Krabs is giving out the Eagles chance. is also talking about uh, a lot of different emojis and things. And Dave P, Painter Crawford and Marsh equals Mookie. I've oh, got some Mookie chatter. Mookie's <laughs> not on our rundown today, but hey. I, I don't
1: think the Dodgers are going to be moving I on from Mookie.
0: don't think that. And I you think know- they're hoping
1: him, him, Freddie, <laughs> him, Freddie Freeman, and Shohei Ohtani can carry them to... Uh, Many titles, I would imagine, is the guest there, because you put those three together. My goodness. Oof.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I'd be all in for Mookie as well, but I don't think it's going to happen. Nah. <laughs> but nah. there are some other rumors that possibly could happen, some that are, yes, also surrounding the Phillies. And the man that is our thumbnail for today, Wit Merrifield. Now, earlier this offseason... I recall on this show in our other studio we were talking about some potential other uh, names that could be brought in, and Whit Merrifield was one that I brought up, and I remember getting quite some backlash for it. I also remember getting backlash when we brought up Sonny Gray. And we all know how that panned out. Sonny Gray was a potential uh, prospect for the Phillies as well before landing a deal with St. Louis, a pretty solid deal at that. Well, now Whit Merrifield is one that uh, the Phillies are looking to possibly pursue. There's been rumors that um, he might possibly end up in Philadelphia. And Whit Merrifield, at 34 years old, there's a name that I said to keep an eye on. We talked about keeping an eye on it. Here we are, keeping an eye on you, wit. John, you're talking about wit in the chat saying, What's a Charles Dickens character? Spiral out. Um, yeah, you're you're bringing the Lakers hate. What up? Clap your hands. Screw the Lakers. King Krabs, thank you. I do feel a little bit more official today. I appreciate yeah, that, that. was uh,
1: <laughs> the worst career loss of LeBron James' NBA career. So, yeah. pow, pow! Take that, Lakers, no, you no, bum asses. Get out of here. And now the Celtics coming into town, but yes, Whit Merrifield is a guy, uh, we discussed, uh, when free agency opened as mm-hmm. I feel like the Phillies have been tied to Whit Merrifield for like six years. Uh, I know Tyler has been talking about him for like a decade. Uh, you know, he's what Scott Kingery was supposed to be. And he had a little bit of a resurgence last year and made the all-star team. He's a guy with speed he's a guy that's a jackknife defensively he can play all three outfield spots for mm-hmm. you he can play second base I mean he probably can play, play third and first in a pinch if need be um but that's not where you want to put him if they brought him in here I'm actually kind of getting excited by the idea of Whit Merrifield because I think we've talked about this before you need another outfielder yes. Brandon Brandon Marsh and Christian Pache is not enough Johan Rojas Yo, bro. Yes, I knew you would want that <laughs> opportunity. Um, is probably going to start the year in the minors, and, and you know, realistically, you probably shouldn't count on him for much in contribution to the big club this year. Maybe he's a guy that comes up again at the All Star break. Maybe somebody gets injured. Yada yada yada. Whatever. You have Brandon Marsh and Christian Pache mm. in left field and center field, so you need mm-hmm. uh, another name. And Jim Bowden is a former GM in the league. He knows a little bit of what he's talking about. He's allowed to talk about speculative stuff, but apparently uh, us here at PHLY Phillies aren't. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, but Whit Merrifield is a guy, if you pertune him with Christian Pache in center, you give Brandon Marsh left field, I feel a lot better than I do today. I'm still slightly underwhelmed in terms mm-hmm. of, of the of the power you would have between left and center, which is you know next to none. But he's a guy that can occasionally give Stad a day off if need be. Uh, He's very versatile. He can give Castellanos a blow on a day that uh, the Pache is playing center. Uh, Depending on your matchups, it gives you that extreme versatility that you look for. Uh, And he's he's a name that I think makes a lot of sense. And he's kind of very affordable Mm. uh, for the production he gives you, uh, which leaves you more money to spend on a relief pitcher or possibly another starter. Um, if, if it's, if he's the guy, I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I don't think it's doing naked cartwheels down broad street exciting, but it, you know, it's one of those moves where you go, okay, hell yeah. I see where you're coming from.
0: Absolutely. And listen, we've talked about it. And if anybody thinks that the Phillies outfield is locked in and, and solidified, you're wrong. The Phillies absolutely could use help. And I know in the chat, you guys are talking about if. Whit Merrifield is a utility guy. You're okay with that. Yes, that's exactly what he would be. I mean, he's a guy that can fit in uh, where needed. In 145 games with Toronto, he had a 272, 318, 32, 700 slash with 11 home runs, 67 RBIs, 26 stolen bases. He also um, at, has proven how he can add on the base pass. Uh, he led the, the American League in stolen bases three times, including... Uh, 45 in 2018 when he was with Kansas City. And the Blue Jays have opted out. They did opt out of his contract, which was set to pay him $18 million in 2024. So as a free agent who's going to be Thirty-five. This upcoming season, um, they
1: say when that—that's when guys really just thrive. Is age but the 35. other thing is, you know, know, it's a maturity, maturity level. It is, and know, I love—I love, I love bringing in
0: young guys. I think that adds a lot of potential you got and upswing. And Brandon but also, you need to balance yeah. the youth with the with the veterans. And I've said that on. This show, on the Union show, with so many other teams in general, it needs to be a balance because someone like Whit Merrifield, who's played with a few different teams now, he's going to add something as a a right-handed hitting outfielder that's maturity and experience and being able to literally a plug-and-play type of a piece where you don't have to wait for him to develop and wait to wonder what he can be. We know what Whit is, and he's shown that he can add in different pieces that are needed. So I do think that for uh, this move and I said it before and I remember people like, "What? What? What?" No, Whit Merrifield is a solid utility piece. Whoever you're adding to the outfield as you're mentioning Jamie, financially you don't want them to cost a lot of money and you want to make sure that they are allowed they're able to have that versatility that you can add in around Cassiano's Pache, you know, March whoever is in the outfield for the Phillies because that's not where we want to spend all the money. So someone like Cody Bellinger whose numbers are ridiculous that he's projected to sign for compared to Whit Merrifield it's a deal it's a bargain shop we just had Cyber Monday it's it's giving Tuesday we just had Black Friday this is a great bargain deal to be able to bring in someone like Whit Merrifield I know in the chat you guys are saying some similar things about the utility piece that he adds Um, of course they're still talking about Mookie King Krabs is saying Jalen Hurts needs to call Mookie hey whatever works yeah where did all the
1: Mookie stuff come from (laughs)
0: I have no idea did I miss something
1: um may I,
0: have please <laughs> fill us in how we got to mookie
1: yeah I, i'm uh that's that's maybe uh, we're I, just
0: we're just being very um see
1: anything uh but be, yeah like you you need um just shopping with everybody in the chat the comment section is talking like mookie's on the block i uh i, I haven't seen that one
0: i haven't uh, either actually uh, but
1: yeah look what Mer- christian Pache i think showed you A little bit last year. I'm not saying he's a guy you want to like make your starting center fielder every day. Yeah. uh, But he improved a lot once he got into the Philly system working with Kevin Long. Uh, Defensively, he's really promising. He's not Johan Rojas defensively promising, but he's pretty damn good. Um, Brandon Marsh is another guy that took a step forward last Mm -hmm. year, uh, but neither of them are um, surefire hundred and fifty game players so Whit merrifield does give you that ability to kind of ride the hot hand between them take the day he's kind of one of those guys one of those veterans as you talked about that just kind of finds the back of his baseball card yeah um he's pretty consistent you know he, he can bat as high as 305 310 he can bat as low as like 245 250 but it always kind of seems to balance out to that 280 range uh, which is consistent in, in modern mm-hmm. baseball, um, and the Phillies need that consistent kind of contact hitter. Now, between those three playing the two positions in your outfield, you really have no power there. Yeah, um, and that's why Kyle Schwarber as the DH, you know, counterbalances some of that. You'd like to see a little more power from Nick, but ultimately it leads you with a with an outfield that's meh in terms mm-hmm. of power. Uh, Nick gave you some run production last year. Brandon Marsh actually gave you some surprising RBI numbers last year. Mm. So like it's the debate of like, do you need power if you're getting run production and, and and, you know, if Nick can get back to that doubles hitter that he really is, you can probably overcome the lack of power from that outfield uh, group. Uh, But with Merrifield definitely is a name I'm not sneezing at. If Jim Bowden thinks it's a good fit here in Philadelphia, um, you know, I, I I'm I'm in.
0: So my I,
1: I would like a Gurriel or a Tiaska or somebody yes. a little more sexy. Uh and I know with those come some strikeout rates and all that, but but Whit Merrifield is a a safe play.
0: Mm. Yeah. And you know, I think the biggest thing for me, Whit Merrifield's not someone that you're gonna say, oh now the Phillies are a shoe in to win the World Series. But when you look across this roster, there's definitely Room for having a guy that can be, he's brings versatility, speed, gives you good at bats, can play anywhere, you know, play in the outfield for you. And also as a veteran, is one of those pieces. You need those middle pieces, too. And I know we talked about it a little bit closer towards the end of the season. Something that I'd love to see is the middle for the Phillies be improved and have more depth and have more of those core pieces that are more of those role-player types of guys. And I'm going to use the Sixers as a comparison after they just handed the Lakers um, a big loss, and as we talk about, LeBron's worst loss ever ever. in his (laughs) career. uh, Because the Sixers have brought in – In the course of this past, you know, season, aside from Nick Nurse, but you also on the court have brought in Pat Bev, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, these guys that are not the flashiest. They're not going to come in and drop twenty five. Thirty points every night but they're gonna give you hustle defense leadership they they just play aggressive they're in that point of their career now much like how Whit Merrifield is about to be 35 Nick Batum 34 they're all in that point in their career now where they get it they understand the selflessness they understand the team first and they're gonna they're those good locker room guys I think Whit Merrifield can be that for the Phillies of that clubhouse guy that's gonna just fill in wherever needed and someone that's Every once in a while, is going to be able to step up and make a big play where needed. So I think that Whit Merrifield, for the price you can get him at and for what he can just add for another depth piece, versatile piece, I would like that addition. And I agree. There's still more that needs to be done. Gurriel would be a great addition for the Phillies. Another relief pitcher would be an awesome addition. But if you can bring in some of those other intangible pieces of guys that just get it, that just want to win. Marcus Morris, I know King Krabs is talking about. It. Yeah, he went off last night. You need those guys that are the veterans that they've been on teams in the past where they are now just happy to be here because they understand Ring and appreciate chasing. what the Phillies <laughs> have, what Philly has in general, and are chasing a title. So I think Wit is a good, solid addition that – Again, we're not parading down Broad Street over, but we're like, okay, we're making some moves. You're adding some small pieces that hopefully will pay off in a big way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't you know, it's not the sexiest, but it's it's safe and it's probably a good roster construction thing. I think he was slated to make around six and a half million with the Blue Jays. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had an 18 million dollar club option that they refused. So he probably will get slightly north of that six and a half million. If I had to guess maybe like seven or eight million right. maybe you give them that second year as like a club option you're not going too deep uh with whit merrifield that's mm-hmm. probably at most a two-year deal i would guess um whether you give him the option or you take a club option whatever you can work him with uh, but yeah i think it's a fine safe uh good baseball roster construction type of move tyler Overall, I know you've been a Whit Merrifield guy for many years, had his resurgence last year after a dip before that. Age 35, uh,
2: you you agree with uh, Whit Merrifield making sense for the Phillies? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not like it- – it's not going to – wow me or thrill me to yeah, a point correct. where i'm like you know doing somersaults or anything like that but uh, what it gives you is a professional hitter who can play multiple positions and it's somebody that you can call upon you know three days a week for sure pro- probably more than that probably he probably plays probably four, four, days a week. four to five days a week yeah. in, in different capacities whether he's playing left field he's playing center field I, I, listen, I don't think Whit Merrifield's an infielder anymore. Like no. he, he still played, I think he played what, uh, there you go, 67 games at second base last year, 70 in the mm-hmm. outfield. He's an outfielder. I think he's an outfielder at this point. But you have Sosa to give Stott the day off or Turner the day
1: off what, or Boone the day but off. But
2: what he gives you is the ability to not have to immediately go to Edmundo Sosa and immediately not have to go to, um, you know, like the DEF CON levels of Bryson Stott's out of the lineup today. Sure. Mm-hmm. He's played 17 straight games. Why is he out of the lineup? I think he gives you some flexibility and, and and relief in multiple different positions. So for a $10 million deal to be a 110 games a year type of guy, 120 games a year type of guy, I would, uh, I would consider it.
1: Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't financially put the barracks on you that you can't do more. Uh, mm-hmm. If you bring in Whit Merrifield at that type of number – Look, in the grand scheme of things, seven, eight million dollars in baseball. And one of my sayings I always fall back on is there's no such thing as a bad one year deal in baseball. Um, So if you can get it to that one year deal, I think it becomes a no brainer. Seven million dollars in baseball. eh, It's not going to prevent you uh, now that you're in this new land of Phillies going into the tax and spending more than they've ever spent. It's not going to prohibit you from going out and getting a bullpen piece or perhaps, you know, I mean, I would assume bullpens, I think there's two needs left, another bullpen arm and an outfield arm, mm-hmm. and it's all how you you go about attacking those positions. So, definitely a name, I think that makes sense, um, yeah. and, you know, support.
0: Yeah, I agree, I agree. Listen, we've been talking through a lot around free agency of just the different names that are out there, the different names that are available. Um, I know in the chat, you guys are sharing your thoughts, uh, because, of course, it's been you know, there's a lot of free agents, and there's a lot to talk about in the hot stove. I know Sunny Gray was brought up in the chat. Sunny Gray, just to uh, update, because there was another uh, little snippet of information that came out around Sonny Gray that he wanted to be a Cardinal. Apparently, he was going through what he described as anxiety and stress as a free agent in the free agent courting process and claimed um, he did enjoy it, but he kept coming back to the same idea that he held on to closely and quietly for more than a year's time. And that idea was that he desperately wanted to be a member of the Cardinals. And so Sonny Gray, of course, we saw uh, and talked about yesterday, I should say, in the news, um there as the offers were coming around for him that once he passed his physical, he signed his contract, that dream became a reality. So Sunny Gray, who we talked about on the show, um, I felt like that also gave a little insight into as much as we are so quick to say, why would you take this guy or why not this guy? Okay, these are still stressful moments for them as well. We're having fun talking about the hot stove, but there's a lot of anxiety and stress that goes on the other side of it for these guys as they're going through trying to figure out where they're going to play next year, where their family's going to be, how much they're going to be making uh, as Sonny Gray was able to Think that that three-year deal so Sonny Gray um Whit Merrifield different names we've talked about that have come up and a name that we have not talked about though that we saw um for the Phillies that they made a move around 29 year old Jose Ruiz um who was been who has been brought in so Jose Ruiz signs a minor league deal with an yeah, invite no, to spring complete training complete
1: no risk signing uh, yeah. a guy that throws hard he's 29 years old Uh, You know, I'm sure Dave Dombrowski and Caleb Cotham figured he's worth a shot bounce around last year between the Diamondbacks and the White Sox Uh, The White Sox are just a complete dumpster fire where everything goes to fail Um, So once he got to Arizona, he was a a little bit better Uh, He pitched in 40 and two-thirds innings for the Diamondbacks last year Uh, almost a 20% strikeout rate a little bit of a control issue with a 9.3% walk rate uh, but a, a pretty solid 42% ground ball rate. He is a hard thrower, averaged 90, almost 97 miles an hour on his fastball uh, and had a 12.5% swinging strike rate uh, against nearly 31.5% chase rate uh, on his pitches. Uh, he did pitch to hard contact um, with a exit velocity of 88.5 and a hard hit rate of 34.5. So he's your classic... Mm -hmm. No risk, can throw hard, has swing and miss stuff. Can we bring him into our system with really no risk at all and cultivate him to be, you know, somebody. He's basically, like, going to compete with a Dylan Covey. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody, like, on that, you know, that's probably, like, in the race for, like, your sixth, seventh best bullpen arm. Uh, But, again, there's absolutely no risk to a move like this. Uh, a classic Dombrowski type of move. And uh, we'll see what he does. You know,
0: the, the biggest thing is, and I know we were talking about it before the, the show, you just never know how these guys are going to pan out. You don't know. And I was talking about it with Tyler because we were talking about Josh Dobbs specifically. Josh Dobbs in the NFL has been moved nine different times to eight different teams since he was drafted in the fourth round in 2017. And he's now playing his best football. You don't know when the right environment the right and and for baseball specifically the right pitching coach you know the right time of their career there's so many ups and downs so many weird things so as much as we talk about hypotheticals and things like that at the end of the day even injuries you have no idea how injuries are going to play a factor into things or you know whatever other factors family things that just go on off the outside of baseball as well so uh, to take a risk I'm all for it, because while you're also trying to bring in the the, the locked-in types of, you know, you, you sign Aaron Nola, who you know what you're going to get from him, you also have to make sure you're building around someone like, ruiz so a little a small movement there that we saw from the phillies in that to deal with the 29 year old jose ruiz and uh also jamie there's been some other updates that have been going around
1: yes yeah, uh, on the, in the morning hot stove some some new rumors that i hadn't seen before uh one has to do with our man aaron nola and i'd like to get tyler's opinion on the mm-hmm. orioles here Uh, because I know Tyler's kind of a a little bit orioles up in terms of their (laughs) young talent they have there. But Jeff Passan says that the Orioles were actually one of the teams that entered the Aaron Nola mix late uh, in free agency. Uh, This was courtesy of MLB Trade Rumors. They said, Jeff Passan on ESPN reported this morning that the Orioles had shown interest in Aaron Nola during his free agency. When you think about it, it makes a ton of sense. Uh, They need that kind of like... Stable veteran pitcher type to kind of complement the young budding stars they have mm-hmm. there. Really phenomenal year last year. He would kind of put them into a into even a better situation. Yeah. Uh, there's no indication that Baltimore ever put forth a formal offer uh, before Nola returned to the Phillies, but the right hander was obviously uh, was going to require more of a commitment, uh, well into nine figures. So the O's being involved. At all hints at some willingness to pursue a notable free agent strike so that's kind of where hmm. like Jeff Passon was going he's like they were on the the one inch yard line of making an offer to NOLA maybe that money scared him off a little bit uh, but they are it appears willing to spend for the right person and I'm sure that's delightful news to uh, Orioles nation down there because that is a pretty good fan base they've just been down bad for like two decades <laughs>
0: Two decades, yeah, that's all. I mean, as, <laughs>
1: Phil- as Phillies fans, we understand
0: yeah, we that
2: bank.
1: Majority that of my struggling.
2: life, we've been down pretty bad. So Tyler, Aaron Nola would have been pretty f- freaking sweet yeah, if you're I, an Orioles fan. I, I think so. And here's the issue. And, and I, I feel genuinely bad for Orioles fans. Pete, so Angel- Pete Angelos is a loser. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like yeah, yeah, he yeah. refuses to spend money on an organization and a team that like they did the rebuild the right way and they bring in all these young stars and and it looks like you know uh adley Rutschman's probably going to be the best catcher in baseball as <laughs> it, early as like now i was going to say um, yeah. you can
1: almost make the case he is
2: now Gunnar henderson's a legit third base prospect and then they they've you know had an infusion of like Everybody kind of hits it once. Anthony Santander has been really good. Yep. And Cedric Mullins mm. has been really good for a long time. They still, by the way, guys, they still have Jackson Holiday to come. Like, yeah. this is a really good Orioles I team. I think they have three of the top. 30 prospects I want to say. Sounds about right. And and the one thing that they were lacking the reason that they got well, probably the reason they got swept by Texas was because Texas was an unstoppable juggernaut at this yeah. point. But one of the big reasons they got swept by Texas was because their starting pitching depth was was shot. You were using Kyle Gibson and mm-hmm. Kyle Bradish was good, but like that's that doesn't really, you know, bode well for you um in a three-game series. And John Means has great stuff, but he's mm-hmm often injured you're looking at like it's a team that is right there and if their owner yeah. ever spent a lick of money it would make all the difference in the uh, world it looks like yeah. we have a
1: baltimore resident uh, in that. the chat chris slemmer says <laughs> i can tell you down here that they don't want to open that checkbook it creaks when it <laughs> opens yeah and they are kind of like exceeding expectations because yeah. their farm system is is blossoming at the big league level right now but the fact that they're close with nola tells you like or close and i do that in in, in air quotes we're considering making a formal offer tells you they're willing to spend i think if the right guy comes along yeah and aaron nola probably would have accelerated the orioles odds to win the world series Oof. last year um at what a kind of that would have sucked, I think, a little bit to watch Nolan uh, take a Orioles team like over the hump potentially. I
0: know, I so, know, I kinda, know. It's
1: kind of glad he's back here.
0: in the In the chat, you guys are saying the same thing about the the cheapness of, of Baltimore. Um, but when we talked about Nola and we were thinking about him with Atlanta, with St. Louis, of course, the Dodgers were another that came out. You know, never did we hear anything about Baltimore, which in itself probably says a lot about maybe their cheapness that they weren't out and about with the fact that we. You know, we heard all these reports and rumors and sources dropping things and nothing about the Orioles, but that would have been a scary, scary addition if they were they able would have to nasty. sign Aaron I mean, their their team yeah. already was on the brink this past season, and you feel like they ne- were a piece away, uh, and Aaron couldn't have very much been that piece. So yeah. it's, it's quite
2: amazing that they won 101 Woo. games and, and effectively had like four f- threes like, yeah. that, that's what their rotation was, yeah. was a bunch of threes and fours. And they won 101 games in quite possibly one of the hardest divisions in baseball. The Rays are always oh, yeah. good. The Blue Jays underperformed, but they're talented. Mm-hmm. I don't expect the Yankees to be that bad no. again. I mean, they were 82 and 80, but I, I think that they're probably a little bit better if they yeah. get healthy. That's a tough division to play in, and they won 101 games.
1: Yeah, MBD says, good Lord, Gunnar Henderson had a 6.2 war last year as a rookie. Jeez. Yeah, him and Adley Rutschman are... Um, Any team would be pumped to have the two of them coming up for the next, you know, 12 to 15 years uh, as a fan. Uh, I got to say real quick, I think the Orioles black hat. uh, I'm curious what your guys favorite like all time baseball hat is the Orioles black two thirds white Orioles Uh, front patch with the orange brim could be in the running. I haven't actually like formulated my top three baseball hats. I think that one could be in my running for like favorite baseball hat of all time. I actually have one at home.
0: It is a classic hat.
1: It's pretty damn sharp. We
0: might have to dive into some of the like iconic yeah. hats, jersey, cuz that one is one that
1: top 3 is, yeah. for me for sure. I don't like know it's where cool it would to be. see the Orioles matter. I guess is what yeah. I'm getting at and like I just love I love their uniform. I love Camden Yards, it kind of started this modern ballpark mm-hmm. revolution. Uh I, I you know Not at the expense of the Phillies, but I do want to see the Orioles be a good organization. Yeah. I think it's good for baseball.
0: It is good for baseball. DMV, though,
1: as you brought up, has two really, the DMV area has two really bad owners that are just
0: cheap. Yeah, I know Spiral was saying praise be to John Middleton. You know what? It's it's moments where you appreciate Dave, John, the Phillies. um, But Philly sports in general obviously have some incredible front office staff that just does a phenomenal job with spending money. And you look across some other franchises, they are not that lucky. Uh, But you know where you can also make sure to be lucky every time they grab some great deal? That's FOCO because FOCO is a place that, always provides you with the best if we talk about iconic hats jerseys well you can go over to FOCO and buy all your favorite Philly sports gear merchandise collectibles bobbleheads toys whatever it is you're looking for FOCO's got it you can use the code PHLY10 that is on your screen here and you are able to get 10% off of your purchase so over at FOCO I love shopping there I know Addie loves shopping there mm-hmm. they've got some great deals they've got some great merch philly stuff eagle stuff sixer stuff they've got it all there so again for those listening on podcast platforms our code has changed it is phly 10 over at foco for 10 percent off i got some phly fashion show updates and i can be tyra banks <laughs> why so thank you guys. Well, thank you, know, you king crabs because
1: a lot of the chat's talking about the uh the city connect philly jersey that's coming yeah, oh it also means that they're gonna have to drop one of the current jerseys. Let's put this on tomorrow's show sheet. Maybe we can get the uh, the Rene breakdown because I already know which one I'm dropping. So I'm oh. not a te- I'm not teasing you. This in Sport Radio <gasps> coming up next. Uh, but I do want to talk about that maybe tomorrow because we have a full show sheet today. I already know which one I'm dropping. Wow. I think it's I think it's easy. Uh, okay. But yes, Mickey Durkin's talking about the City Connect jerseys. Uh, there's probably going to be a bell on the hat, is my guess. I hope it doesn't I, suck.
0: I but you might be alone d- on this hill when I say it. Kind of irritates me. All the, the bell. No. Oh,
1: I thought you were going to say the bell overuse.
0: Ah, I wasn't even going to get there, but could be sweet that way too. The constant change of uniforms. And I know I first had this conversation when the Wait, Sixers like unveiled four
1: in a year. Like the like in like season amount
0: year, of them. No, no, no. Oh, okay. How every, year, every okay. year there's like new uniforms that are dropped. I was, I it's originally was talking baby. about this with the Sixers City Edition. I was inspired by Reading Terminal. Love but when Reading you look Terminal. across, yeah, I love Reading Terminal, but not those U-Pen they grew on looking me. jerseys. They grew on me. They're like not the Reading course. Terminal though. I don't yeah, see Reading Terminal. I, and I, I just I... think it's a reach because every year there's all these City Connect, City Edition. Yeah. And there's only so many things you can continue to connect every single year
1: yeah i know but it's like, marketing and they sell
0: it is, it so is. it's, never it's gonna just stop. all about like hey there's a new jersey that dropped and you have to go buy it new hat that dropped you gotta go buy it and i'm cheap i don't want this anymore <laughs> all right so we will talk about that uh, of course we've got a lot to talk about today and as you guys know time just flies by we're already 30 minutes into our show and we still haven't even gotten to the juice and tomatoes of
1: I don't know. Is that a saying? I think so.
0: (laughs) Isn't it? it? The juice and
1: the juice
2: and tomatoes.
0: The juice and it's a saying. Tyler, help me out.
2: Literally never heard that (laughs) saying. The juice (laughs)
0: and tomatoes. It's oh my gosh. I'm Googling. She's packed potatoes. potatoes. the
1: potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) The juice and potatoes. Or juice and tomatoes? Meat and potatoes is what you meant? Oh, Renee. It's a case of the Tuesdays, <laughs> am I right? The juice and tomatoes.
0: You know, <laughs> you know, I've got nothing to say to balance oh, so that. So I, I remember
1: that was awesome.
0: Actively telling Tyler at one point, I occasionally will have a regret moment where my brain just
1: <laughs> juice and, and the tomatoes. juice and
0: tomatoes, a.k.a. meat and potatoes. Was that
1: Does anybody actually like uh, tomato juice if it's not uh, infused with vodka and a bunch of spices and herbs and mustard and horseradish?
0: <sighs> no, and I don't even like that.
1: Do you like tomato juice?
0: No, it's disgusting. No, but it's I also, a weird... I, I don't like Bloody Mary. It's ketchup. Hitter, so. It's uh-huh. ketchup. Yeah. Tomato I love a bloody mary.
1: Don't get me wrong. Like when you doll it up I with some not. old bag I and do a shrimp and horseradish I and do mustard not. and pepper
0: I just think it's gross and weird. And it's a lot of weird textures and mm. like flavors that don't really make sense to my So do you like to pulp, my palate.
1: Do you like pulped up OJ?
0: No. Do you like pulped up OJ? I'm a pulp. Yes. Pulped up OJ? Yeah, like a high pulp? No. You're a Pulp free. It's got to be pulp free. Uh, I need it to be smooth because I don't like drinking things and there's chunks in it. Yeah. Like, that's weird to me.
1: A little bit. Like, like I know what you mean. Like, my
0: brain does not process if I'm drinking something and I'm like, yeah, like, I'm eating it. (laughs) Unless it's like a smoothie, Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad I started this off with my juice and tomatoes. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I don't it's even Tuesday. know where we're going on this you know, I'm so
1: derailed by juice I talk <laughs> now. <laughs>
0: well, let's get to some meat and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's why I was saying it because we haven't even gotten to the meat and potatoes of our show. And then we went left even more and wasted more time. Well, there was a couple but new, uh, the reds reading. I the... was trying to get to oh, that. Okay. That's well, where I was going. That's maybe why I was thinking tomatoes. I was on the red trail. You had red Cincinnati that, we're red in red tomato juice. We're all on the red brain. Oh, I see yeah. where you got
1: mixed up there. Oh, good Lord. Before uh, so we the... get
0: into Yoshinobu Yamamoto, because we will get there as well. There are some updates that I want to talk about around the hot stove, Jamie, to cut you off. So the Dodgers and Jason Hayward signed a... uh, They did agree to a one-year, $9 million deal on Monday. Uh, The veteran outfielder signed... Sealed delivered. Uh, So the Dodgers making a small one year, as we mentioned, no bad one year deals. And then also we have heard some reports from John Morosi that the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds are among teams in active conversations with the Cleveland Guardians about none other than Shane Bieber, the other Bieber. And Tyler Glass now. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so the
1: Reds have officially entered the arena. Um, yeah.
0: We haven't talked about the Reds. Which makes sense Juice because kind of
1: like the Orioles, they have a bunch of young, exciting players. Mm-hmm. Joey Votto on the way out, uh, it appears. he's Is he officially a free agent, Tyler, by the way? Uh,
2: they did decline his, yeah. his
1: options, so I would imagine so. So the Joey Votto-less era of the Reds, the De La Cruz era, Takes over, and the Reds have entered the arena uh, talking to the Guardians about Shane Bieber. They also were in the mix for your boy Sonny Gray there, mm-hmm. um, so it does That's seem like they're pit- ramping up their uh, efforts to land a starting pitcher, uh, whether through trade or free agency. Uh, interesting, because much like the Orioles, like the Reds, to me are one of those like classic kind of MLB teams that yeah. like have a good fan base and just has have historically kind of sucked. Had some splashes of great players here and there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's interesting. Shane Bieber, certainly a pretty exciting trade prospect. What's he now, like 29, 30, like around that age? Uh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, we'll look that up. But, uh, you know, that would make sense for the Reds. Uh, Shane Bieber wouldn't have to move very far. No. Uh, and the Cubs also... Uh, we're in on Shane Bieber, as you said, and Tyler Glass now. So mm-hmm. the Cubs are really kind of in the mix for every big name left out there. And now, you know, that Nola- <clears throat> I'm so glad that the Phillies got NOLA and just oh, like remove themselves from this day-to-day like anxiety of who's going to sign where and every market's after somebody. I really think it was a great move by the Phillies and Dombrowski uh, to pounce mm-hmm. and be, you know, one of the first because this market now is – is a little bit wild and you have the cubs spending the yankees spending the dodgers spending like a lot and now you have like cincinnati's and baltimore's Mm -hmm. that are ramping up their efforts it's it's going to be a little bit of a frenzy here uh and And good for the phillies they're pretty set i mean it's it's some minor tweaking but for the most part like the major anxiety of this offseason is already handled
0: yep and some teams <clears throat> Padres I'm <clears throat> looking at you spent too much Brooke and so boys. now <clears throat> excuse me as Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic reported today actually the question is not whether Juan Soto will be traded but which team will acquire him it appears he's that going to
1: the Yankees it's happening <clears throat> you <clears throat> just again. know it doesn't it just reek of the Yankees
0: it does reek of the Yankees, but the Yankees are also in conversations about Yamamoto and Mike Vaccaro of the New York Post uh, wrote a piece on it. And then we also saw John Heyman tweeting about it, that the Yankees and the Mets are both going hard for Yamamoto. And as Heyman says, a rare Big Apple battle royale because Yamamoto uh, potentially could be headed to the Big Apple.
1: Yeah, I think he's definitely New York bound. <laughs> um, it seems to me like, like if I had to guess right now, I would say Otani to the Dodgers and Yamamoto to one of those two teams. Uh, Steve Cohen's going to spend, you know, he's, he's probably not too pleased with this uh, return on investment here. These first two or three, was it, this is going to be his third year now. Uh, so his first two years, he's probably pretty butt hurt and wants to get that <laughs> big name guy and Yamamoto's going to be it. It feels like to me, Soto's going to go to Yankees. Yamamoto's going to go to the Mets. Otani goes to the Dodgers. Uh, if I had to guess, that's how I see it kind of panning out here. Okay. And unfortunately for the Phillies, uh, that means Yamamoto and Otani will both be entering the National League hunt. Um, so yeah, that's wild. You know, not ideal. You'd prefer an <laughs> AL team, step up and grab Otani or Yamamoto. But uh, there's also no guarantees that Yamamoto is as good as people expect him to be. Yeah, But, you know, these, these guys that scout them know a whole lot more than I do.
0: Right. Shohei Otani's reports are that we might and should be expected to see a deal happen around winter meetings. Uh, Juan Soto reported to be traded. We just are now waiting to see where and if that actually does happen. And then Yamamoto, according to John Rossi, uh, is apparently taking his time with his decision. Of course, there have been a number of teams that have been interested in him. As we talked about yesterday, this week he's more fielding those Zoom calls and phone calls, and then we'll, around winter meetings, be in the United States to have some in-person meetings for the teams that are kind of a front-runner for Yamamoto. Uh, Michael Ginkgoud,
1: all the way from Germany, saying, going hard for Yamamoto. I'm going hard for this podcast. (laughs) Wow. Nice. There
0: you go, Michael. I love that we have some other names in the chat today, and, you know, are you— Mixture of usual veterans and rookies and newbies in that sense. Barbara, Michael, King, Crabs, Dave, Spiral Out, MBDBDBF, John. You know, love that you guys Shout are all joining in the conversation. Smash that and like
1: while you're. I in here. was gonna
0: say the same thing. Make smash sure you it. hit the like button. Don't even
1: think about it. Just <laughs> smash
0: it. Well, we t- mentioned Reese Hoskins yesterday. Did not have a chance to get to Reese Hoskins. Because, uh, of course, yesterday we had plenty of other things to get into. And I know um, King Krabs is always trying to guess where we're talking about ads and what's coming next. King (laughs) Krabs was guessing game time or Real House is next. It's actually going to be Hero Bread. Because Hero Bread this holiday season gives you a chance to eat healthy, delicious, nutritious, fluffy bread that is very good for you. So regardless of any allergies you may have, any diets that you're on, or whatever your lifestyle does call for, Hero Bread is the place you can make sure to find high fiber, ultra low net carb bread, zero gram sugar per slice, rolls, tortillas, bread, They've got you covered over at Hero Bread. So, nutritious, fewer calories than the leading national brand. And when you head over to Hero.co and use code PHLY, you are able to get 10% off of your purchase at Hero Bread. And so, again, right now, Hero Bread offering all of you guys in the chat and those that are listening to us across podcast platforms, listening back to the show (laughs) after we're done live. Hero Bread Go over to Hero.co or on Amazon. You can also buy Hero Bread and use code PHOY for 10% off king crabs you were close it was mm, an ad coming got up you. but it was hero bread not game time or real house All those right. are still loading soon
1: so should we get to the reese hoskins Let's get discussion to it. since we, we didn't get to it yesterday, yesterday. Mm-hmm. uh and then we got to get to hypothetical trade talk and get oh, that so ball and, and i gotta vent um the <laughs> athletic put out a piece of the seven top suitors for <clears> reese hoskins and i saw a couple people online saying like you know, Jamie Hoskins was, like, calling out one of the, our local media <laughs> members recently. She also, like, liked a picture of the fanatic sad on the Ben Franklin Bridge yes. saying that, like, Reese was going to be missed here. So, like, you feel the Hoskins...
0: Everybody's always trolling people's likes on Twitter, which is hilarious It to is me. funny,
1: yes. Um, everything can be seen online, folks. Um, so, you know, you kind of feel that mutual connection to the Hoskins family. Of and, like, it, it does suck. So, like, I'm going to cheer for Reese Hoskins wherever he is next year. Uh, unless he's playing the Phillies in the playoffs and then screw him. I hope he fails. But up until then, if that ever does happen, uh, I'm going to cheer for him. And the athletic came out with their piece, the seven places that make sense uh, for Reese Hoskins. Let's start with them because I do care where Reese Hoskins is going to be playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Number one, Chicago Cubs. Uh, they have a big time power hitting first base prospect coming up the ranks, probably not ready this year, right. uh, but they think in Chicago, uh, he could be a great bridge. Uh, I think it's Christopher Morell. Who's their prospect there, Tyler? Are you, do you talking
2: know? about Morel or yeah, P- or Armstrong? P- yes, P- 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 uh,
1: which one's their higher prospect? Um, I'm sorry, I'm I don't have it in my notes. Off the top of my head, I would
2: say it's probably. I think Morell well, is Morel, the guy they're Morel, talking
1: about contributing first. He's
2: probably graduated because he's played enough games with the Cubs. He's probably graduated out of that prospect. Probably ranking. Pico Armstrong's their number one prospect. Okay, but he's so more, Armstrong's the one in a year or two from now that he's they He's more of a contact out. Like he he hits for high average. He's fast as you know what. Mm-hmm. So I think you're probably talking about Morell.
1: Yeah, so the athletic goes on to say Hoskins would represent the simplest plan for the Cubs. Uh, and you know he does give you that DH possibility as well. Um, you know they kind of speculate that short-term bridge deal where it's like a year or two. If Freese was a Cub, I, I wouldn't hate that. I think that'd yeah. be cool.
0: And also, some sources have said, uh, with an opening at first base and a need for a middle of the order hitter, the Cubs view Reese Hoskins as a good fit for their roster, seeing it as another opportunity to add an impact player with postseason experience without having to go log on a contract. Great clubhouse. So that was also another report I read by the Athletic, and it does absolutely make sense. Uh, Reese Hoskins, as you mentioned, great clubhouse guy. You can yeah. get a nice short term deal for him, going to give you good at bats, and also allow him could to be bet a, on
1: himself maybe. Right. On that one could year be a deal. Deed, could be
0: a first baseman. So the Cubs have been a team. I know we had some Chicago Cubs fans in the chat in past episodes uh, asking if it's a good deal. I think it's a good deal for both sides. If this yeah. what's to end up there, the next
1: team they mentioned is the Milwaukee Brewers. I something about the <coughs> Brewers uh, irks me. I, okay, like what? good franchise, good fan base, all that. But so, I don't know if it's like the uniforms or like bad childhood memories. <laughs> Uh, Or maybe Robin Yount's mustache. Like, I don't know what it is, (laughs) but something about that organization. I would not like to see Reese Hoskins as a Milwaukee Brewer. Mm, Um, You know, they're kind of blowing it up. Uh, Brandon Woodruff is down for next year. They're shopping Burns. They're shopping Adams. They're shopping, like, a bunch of their pieces. Uh, So, again, like, Reese would give them kind of a little bit of that veteran stability, maybe also in a short-term deal. But I I don't want him to go to the Milwaukee Brewers.
0: Yeah, I mean, after Milwaukee season last year, um, and not to mention all the shopping they're doing and spending they're doing this year, definitely it seems like a dumpster fire. It's very chaotic in Milwaukee right now. Um, I want better for Reese. Yeah, I want better
1: too. And the next team they mentioned I don't think is better because I would also hate this one, the San Diego Padres. Uh, Reese is from outside San Diego, so it would be a homecoming Mm. in a way. Um. I, you know, not that I hate the Padres because the Padres are kind of like insignificant in a way—a mm-hmm. bunch of broke boys out there. Uh, but I would not like to see Reese playing in Petco Park.
0: Yeah, that's I a know, no for me, dog. I know I've been um, hearing some rumors and potential murmurs—I should say—of teams like the Padres, uh, the Nationals. You know, I just no. I'm the Padres not any better than the Brewers. Uh, listen, we want Reese to go somewhere where he can. We like Reese. We yes, don't, you know, we we don't, don't want, want him to, to beat him. the Phillies wherever he goes, but we want him to go somewhere. We can still semi cheer sure. for him. So not the Padres. They're also the dumpster fire right Next now. Next
1: team up, Rene, the Boston Red Sox. Uh, you know, they basically go on to say it would be a DH up there because uh, they had the rookie of the year at first last mm-hmm. year. Or, or, uh, to Oh, excuse me. He could play full first base full time there uh, because they have the DH. Uh, Justin Turner is a free agent. Uh, you know, they kind of need that right-handed power bat to play inside Fenway. I, I gotta say, I wouldn't hate it because it's in the AL and he's playing in a pretty cool ballpark.
0: Yeah. Go to so like, I would
1: tune in the Red Sox games to watch Reese.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I I'd be okay with that. That one. I actually am like, ah, all right.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> the next team. Sure. You can take a, a quick trip on the turnpike across state. To a stadium, actually, I'm saying this right now. I say we do a PHLY road trip to PNC Park this year, Phillies, Pirates. The (laughs) next team they mention is the Pirates. Because Pittsburgh gets a bad rap. I actually really like Pittsburgh as a walkable city. It's got a couple different cool little pockets. And the sports complex is great, in my opinion. You walk from Center City right over the bridge, boom, you're in it. Uh, Reese to the Pirates. I want a little better for him, if I'm being honest. Like, the, uh, but it is a good place for him to, you know, kind of pad his numbers. Maybe make a little bit of money in the short term. But I don't want to see
0: Reese. This just in feels Pittsburgh. like such a cordial, like. Well, cause it's a Reese. breakup and it's like yeah. I want we didn't work out ex. We I didn't want want want, yeah even though we didn't work out I want you to be <laughs> happy but like not too happy with somebody that's like an upgrade but not with somebody that's a downgrade yeah, either yeah, I want yeah. you to just be happy with someone I meh
1: I want the best for Reese yeah and yeah. I do
0: feel that like we want the best for Reese and Jamie yeah. you know go somewhere <laughs> where we're like rooting for you but then we're also not threatened that you're gonna be yeah, the Phillies exactly. but then like, you're also not gonna go somewhere where it's just gonna be hell yeah. um, the pirates okay yeah yeah, I want better for they you, but use, they could use it him. Uh, One-year deal for store could work there. All right, the next
1: team they name—I hate. I don't want to see this one little bit at all. Uh, but they mentioned the Washington Nationals. Yes. Um, no. No, thank you. Jamie and Reese <laughs> do not do that. Um, do not go to the Washington Nationals. Next. Do you agree? <laughs> I mean, sure. don't you not want to see that? Like, Because then you'd have to see Reese how many times a too year? Too many times. What is that, 16 times they Way play Way too many
0: times. And then also it takes away from that. Yeah, like, something like that. Something as like we're something. talking about the, you know, what's the word for, uh, I don't even juice know. Juice and tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Apparently Chris <laughs> said, I'm not going to be known as JT. Um, when we're looking at the juice and tomatoes of this deal, uh, which actually kind of is a cool <laughs> saying. I think it works. Yeah, I think you, it
1: works. I mean, if you really like tomato juice, sure it works. I don't like works.
0: tomatoes. Or tomato oh, juice. Oh, I love tomatoes. Oh, I like ketchup. You're a
1: Jersey girl. Jersey tomatoes?
0: I know. That doesn't mean I don't like them. Well, A lot of people don't like tomatoes. I
1: grew up like on the river of PA in New Jersey. My mom Are you, used Do
0: you eat them like apples?
1: No, not like apples, oh. but one of my favorite things in the world is to take a nice beefsteak tomato inside, slice it thin, hit it with some salt and pepper, a little dash of olive oil, and just eat it like a, like a chip.
0: Mm. Delightful. Mm, that doesn't sound that great. I just think it's a weird. Again, it's a weird texture. And it feels I know like one of my good friends, weird and red, and can't have yeah. it near
1: any food. And I'm like, Well you like it's pasta? It's so right? runny. And he was like, Well, yeah, but it's different. And I was like, Okay, but it's same taste.
0: I could eat a pasta with very, 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 very small diced tomatoes. Okay, but I don't. Where it's like, like stewed, and they kind of melt. If I if it's enough mm. that when I chew it, it's. Ugh, I don't know any other way. It just. Squ- I don't Down boy. I don't know how to how else to describe this, but when you bite a tomato and the tomato juice shoots out <laughs> I can't think of a word that's not pro- inappropriate. Yeah, no. It's gross. Yeah. It's gross. I don't want any I hear you. squirting tomato juice. It's disgusting. Well
1: Spiral Out says Jersey produce yeah. is the greatest. Tomatoes, yeah. corn, and blueberries. Oh yeah. Um I will say that Lancaster County tomatoes.
0: Well, Lancaster, everything is different. We'll give
1: Jersey Tomatoes a run for their money.
0: All right, Lancaster, everything is like Horse Park. fresh part, off the farm. The White
1: Horse Pike, excuse me, <laughs> the place my dad and, dad and mom used to stop to get produce before the shore. Turns out they've been selling Lancaster tomatoes for decades, mm-hmm. and we always thought they were Jersey Tomatoes, and people didn't notice.
0: Yeah, Lancaster's got some fresh yeah, fruit they know veggies for sure. For they know sure. what's up. So
1: Washington <laughs> Nationals, Reese Hoskins, no, right? No. Disgusting. Towerable Disgusting enough.
0: like a juicy tomato. Yeah,
1: and then the last <laughs> team they mentioned is the Colorado Rockies. To uh, quote of uh, possibly intoxicated Bill Giles, uh, when the Colorado Rockies mm. won the National League all those years ago, mm. Colorado Rockies. I think that would be a good place for Reese and Jamie. They seem like outdoor <laughs> people. Uh, but i think i think reese could juice his numbers there if he got a short-term deal use the Uh, elevation to his advantage put up some power numbers and go make some more money so those were the seven teams listed as reese hoskins
0: colorado could use a first baseman for sure i wouldn't Um, hate It seems a little, people are saying it seems a little unlikely according to reports, but it is actually a better fit, not only for the baseball side, but as you mentioned, the fact that he absolutely can enjoy being outside in Colorado, hiking and whatever else. But yeah, I think it just comes down to, we want the best for Reese. We want to see Reese go somewhere where he can enjoy playing baseball. We can enjoy watching him. We don't want to see him too much, though, because that's when that ex becomes the annoying Mm -hmm. ex that's always around. And it's like, wait, are you broken up? Because I always see them around you and your family. Mm -hmm. Don't want that ex either. It's a nice amical breakup. There's a good word. And we want to see you off, cheer for for you from a distance, and move on. Yeah. Let's move on here, Jamie, uh, because time is ticking. And yes, I know in the chat you guys are You guys always just run with whatever topics we talk about, you know, whatever it is we jump in on. If we're talking about tomatoes, if we're talking, it did get a little inappropriate. I don't know how else to describe a tomato that's... Like, there are no words. There are no words. Mealy. No, it doesn't, like, hit the same. Okay. Like, tomato... There's no other way. So, anyways, I love you guys just jump right on that bandwagon and run with it. Mealy Um, and juicy. Should we...
1: Juicy and mealy.
0: Should we get into our mystery trade of the day? Because our trade, as John...
1: Um, I feel bad because I feel like Tyler's now nervous to pull the trigger on these. <laughs> well, a- you're, you're not kidding. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you.
2: I, I could sense
1: it. Tyler, look. All right. So yesterday here in the PHIY Phillies family, we've been they doing these for, I don't know, a week, week and a half now. And they're fun. And they're fun discussions. And to me... Uh, off-season roster construction is a fun thing to talk about. You get to learn about Renee's kind of baseball soul yeah. and Tyler's baseball soul, and, and you what guys. you value and what you you know think is important, and when do you push in and when do you save for the future. Sports is fun. We're all here because this is fun. Yeah. And yesterday we did a trade on the show. It was a large price to pay for what I believe to be. Maybe the best bullpen arm in baseball, He certainly top three or five, however you want to classify it in Devin Williams. Devin Williams is younger than Josh Hader, under control at a good number for two years. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's going to cost a lot. And there's a thing here in Philadelphia where we overvalue our own prospects to a degree that is insane to me. Um, You know, I'm still waiting for Lou Marson and Jason Donald and Kyle Drabeck and Sixto Sanchez. And the list goes on and on and on about these Phillies prospects that are going to be it. The reality of the Phillies farm system and franchise is that, you know, not very many of these guys pan out. And right now is a point with the Phillies where you have Bryson Stott, Alec Boehm, you know, Brandon Marsh was a trade, so it's a little bit different. But you have some fruit that the minor leagues has, has bore at the major mm-hmm, league level. Mm-hmm. And you have a mix of all these 30-year-old veterans who, frankly, the Phillies, if you are going to be realistic about this, are in a two- to three-year window of win now. Yes, Ruben Amaro was on radio this morning, and Joe DeCamera asked him, do you regret the moves you made in 2010 and 2011 to push all in, and even 2009 to a degree? And he said, no, absolutely not. I, I, I'm proud of those moves. And if you went back and looked at, like, the four aces going into a year... Did you give a damn who the Phillies got up right. to gave them? So it's all about improving your club. And, yes, was the, st- the price that we proposed yesterday steep with Mick Abel and Orion Kirkereen um, for Devin Williams? Yeah, it was steep. But guess what? you got to give something to get something in this game. Correct. And Devin Williams, <clears throat> I think a lot of people on Twitter – and and I'm doing this in defense of Tyler because I think – Tyler caught some unnecessary strays because people are hot and emotional on Twitter and they react without context and they question people's integrity and baseball acumen. And Tyler knows as much baseball as anybody I've encountered in this business. So y'all can shut the hell up. It's a hypothetical fake trade. It's Twitter. None of this is real. Stop acting like somebody because we propose something hypothetical and fake doesn't know what they're talking about. You might not agree with it. You might not want to give up that much, but that's fine. Have a level headed discussion. This is fucking sports. It's fun. This is something, you know, as a kid, I wanted to sit around a bar room or a poker table and discuss Mm -hmm. and have fun. Like in grade school and high school, it was always like, would you do this? Would you do that? Would you trade so-and-so for this play? And like, to me, that's half the fun of sports Mm -hmm. is that conversation. So in defense of Tyler, y'all on Twitter, stop overreacting. Devin Williams is one of the best bullpen arms in baseball. He then gives you one of the best bullpens in baseball with one of the best starting rotations and one of the best potentially offenses in baseball. It makes you one of the best well-rounded teams in the game, and it gives you a better shot of winning a World Series. Orion Kirkering is not untouchable. He's pitched eight innings. Mm -hmm. I love his sweeper. I love his 99 mile an hour stuff. He has potential to maybe become a Devin Williams in this league, but Devin Williams is a proven commodity and prospects are prospects. So everybody take a deep breath and relax I spoke, so Tyler didn't have to. Tag Renee, me in. Tag
0: me in. Tag me in. Yeah, so, ah, so, turn. so
1: we're going to oh. continue doing this, hey. and I feel like Tyler's now gun-shy to do something controversial, and I don't want that to be the case because I find this to be a fun All exercise. Right, tag me that in again because
0: you got to be done when All you right. tag me in. All right, my turn. So yeah, here's Christy my says We're issue. having fun, damn it. I know <laughs> you guys in the chat are saying similar things. John, is, John actually called it out earlier, too. The fact that Twitter just completely likes to react react and and, and we're just we are just having fun. Here's my concern and my issues. First of all, there's always trolls on social media, as we all know, because sadly, that's the world that we live in. So you have an account that was created back in like September of 2023, for example, with five followers that continuously wants to just troll our posts, troll, troll what we're doing. We understand the trolls because for whatever reason, people think if they can sit behind a fake profile with a generic name, no picture they can say whatever they want to say because that's the world that we're in on the other side to continuously try to find reasons to question the show our content what we're doing here you guys that join us every day you enjoy being here this is an hour out of your day we're talking about the Phillies we're talking about a little bit of everything whether it's baseball stuff or non-baseball stuff we're just having fun because that's what sports are and yes Sometimes what we say, people might disagree with. But if you disagree with me because I say I don't like tomatoes, and Jamie, you like tomatoes, does that make me... What's wrong with you, Renee, you monster? I don't know anything about food. I can never eat again because I don't like tomatoes. You're You're not a chef. You can't have an opinion on this meal. My opinion should not affect you so much that you continuously drag and troll and want to compare us we're not in competition with anybody else we are here because we enjoy talking about sports and we want to add to the sports coverage and sports conversation in this city yes and for whatever reason in philly especially with the phillies we get stuck on it's got to be us versus them you guys don't know this your question everything please tell me the last time that you guys watch first take and you disagree with Stephen a smith and now all of a sudden Stephen a doesn't know anything about sports or you're watching Pat McAfee and you don't like what Pat McAfee says, and now Pat McAfee knows nothing about football. By the way, Pat McAfee because at kind of the end of the, the day, day when you have an opinion and you're talking about sports, we're not saying facts. You're not saying, okay, Reese Hoskins spells his name with an I, not a Y. We're t- we're we're talking about an opinion. You are allowed to have an opinion. You're allowed to disagree with our yeah, opinion, and we don't, don't, don't care do trade, if you disagree. Then. But what we care about is the disrespect. There's no need for that. And to also claim we don't know baseball because you disagree with a hypothetical trade is blasphemy. Because I think Devin Williams puts you over the top. Not to mention the same people that were so quick to just jump on the bandwagon and disrespect Tyler and our show because you didn't agree with a simple trade are the same people that don't even know who Devin Williams is. Yet you're already trying to say, why would you get rid of Orion? This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You guys don't know what you're talking about. At the end of the day, like you said, Jamie, this trade, much like many trades, is a trade for a young prospect to get moved to a team in Milwaukee who's clearly in a rebuild as we talk about the dumpster fire in Milwaukee. They're in a rebuild. What better way way to rebuild as they've already been openly shopping corbin burns and all of their players than to bring in some young talent and then trade out someone like devin williams It actually absolutely makes sense we're not saying go trade bryce harper for juan soto we're discussing we're would you that actually could make sense and it's all hypothetical so so, so I, it's just ridiculous that people want to sit behind their computer and want to sit up and act like we don't know how to do our jobs because your opinion is different from ours or because you simply just don't like us let's just call it for what it is you don't have to like us, but stop trolling us on Twitter.
1: Yeah, and and, and lesson learned on my part. I'm not going to put it out on Twitter because, you know, we can have this rational, fun discussion in here in, in our safe space. And, and Twitter is just going to let people react the way they want to react. So, Tyler, we say all that to defend you uh, and to hope to make you not gun shy because I think these trade proposals are fun and we're not going to change. And you know what we I set gonna- our peace on it. I'm, so. I, I didn't
0: say my piece on it yet. I've got one more Wait, thing. Wait, what? You
1: didn't say your piece on it. You I just, got one more thing. You just went on a tirade. I got one
0: more thing. This is, this is what I always go back to. <laughs> MVD. Let's I, see the trade so I can crush them. I, <laughs> I remember, I will never, ever forget, I had people trolling me saying, I don't know sports. And I don't know anything about sports. And what do you know about sports? And I was like, well, actually, I'm a three-time All-American. I played pro soccer. I'm a Hall of Famer. I think I know a little bit something about sports. People just want to jump in and assume you don't know what you're talking about just because they dislike what you said or they don't like your opinion, and that's two different things. So, we're sick yes. and tired of it. We're not going to sit back quietly and let you continuously dismiss us. We are going to make sure that we're enjoying what we're doing. We're going to continue giving you guys great content. We're going to continue having great yes. conversation. And with that, it is time for Tyler's Trade Talk. Triple T baby. Tyler, Zuli, please let us know what phenomenal Uh, hypothetical trade you have for today. So we
2: we took this in a little bit of a different direction today. So I want to give you... (laughs) You guys know how when, when trades happen, it's an open line of communication. Sure. I offer you something terrible. You retort with something too ridiculous. Yes. And we meet in the middle. Yes. It's so called a sure. negotiation. I'm not going to say that the first offer is terrible. I just don't necessarily think that it's enough. Now, I reached out to a couple of, of friends of mine that are, are more connected with this team uh, than we are here in Philly. And I asked, what's it going to take to acquire this player? And uh, the respond, the overwhelming response that I got was, Not much. This guy hmm. they, they don't like this guy too much here. Now, which is funny, maybe it's because of the pipeline that's uh, established in this city, and maybe it's because of the fact that they have two corner outfielders already and a third on the Ooh, way. Corner um, outfielder, you got my attention. But this this guy has the ability <laughs> like to play. Mm-hmm. This guy has the ability to play corner outfield and first base, so it gives you a little bit of flexibility and breathing room. I think he's an upgrade over Jake Cave. So this is the <laughs> Dave <laughs> yeah. P. said, are you, are you talking Mookie? Yeah, it's, it's Mookie. <laughs> let, let, let's stay in state for the second time <laughs> yeah. in a week. This is the offer that I think the Phillies would send. This team, the Pirates. This is going to the Pirates. The Pirates would probably reject this, and then I'll show you the second one okay
1: so the trade for the podcast listeners are the phillies getting connor joe <coughs> and the pirates getting outfield prospect number 16 in the philly system ethan wilson
2: uh mm-hmm. and by the way that's the one that i believe that they would probably reject and then this is probably a fair counter is to require a second, proct- so uh, a second prospect so the
1: updated rejected uh negotiation <laughs> but i like how you did this the rejected <laughs> offer and then the counter uh that would be Ethan Wilson still in the trade with left-handed pitcher
2: Samuel Aldagheri. Did I do that right? So, Sam Aldeg- Sam Aldagheri is a Aldegheri. Italian uh, pitcher from Italy. He's 22 he, years old. has he, he just, got that Tommy DeVito magic?
0: I don't he, he just wow, got he was, he
2: was promoted to high a late <laughs> in the season he had a uh he had a little bit of a he only pe- appeared in four games and he struggled with whip in the the promotion <clears> but his numbers were fairly decent at the around. lower level this past season um career ml uh, minor league three six era he's pitched in 36 games uh can start a little bit he, you know he has games started but he's probably better suited to be uh, maybe a bullpen pitcher, a left-handed bullpen pitcher, 117 in minor league innings pitched. He struck out 148, uh, but the whip is uh, above 1-3. Um,
1: I would do it because I don't care about those people. Ethan Wilson and Sam Algahiri, fine. Uh, Connor Joe gives you another bench piece slash outfielder, which I think you need. He's a little bit of an upgrade there. Uh, last two years, he's had over 400 at-bats. Uh, basically his average is somewhere around 241 for those two years his on base is decent at uh, 338 basically for those two years had a little bit of pop last year uh, with 11 home runs 42 rbis uh, over 100 hits in those 400 at-bats so to me yeah why not you're not really giving up anything substantial and you get a piece that can be a better bench player because he also has first base capability as well. So he kind of, um, yeah, why not? Like I don't think you're risking anything. I think you're gaining somebody that contributes uh, to your bench and outfield platoons.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, I don't really know about it this like, trade. Doesn't like move me, but
1: like <laughs> yeah. again, you're giving up Ethan Wilson and Sam Algae Algae Aligary
0: Allegary Allegati Allegati Allegati.
1: <laughs> so I don't like, know. yeah, I
0: mean. I think it's yes or no uh, like either way doesn't really affect me <laughs> mbd says don't worry tyler nobody's <laughs> yeah. gonna bother
1: you on twitter about this one
0: i think that's that's pretty spot on actually <laughs> that this trade doesn't really move the needle because it's not much to talk about um and and to kyle's point earlier in the chat about all of our trade discussions we don't have a problem People disagreeing with us because no, not it's at all. all hypothetical. It's just that. an opinion, and people are going to disagree with Tell us a lot. Tell me, I'm an
1: idiot. I don't care.
0: Please, it's just the way that you disagree with us. There's, there's, there's a, fu- there's a line. There's a line. <laughs> Mickey So uh, I, I'm gonna go. I'm not Said trading. I'm not
1: trading <laughs> any Italians. They know tomatoes. I, I don't know. I got, I'm gonna
0: say maybe, I like, sure. I, I think it doesn't hurt to just try something. I try upgrade on new. the bench. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to try someone new. You know what? The Phillies have had in the past. Two years haven't worked. It's gotten us close, but just shows we need some small movements. So yeah. yeah, I know John in the chat saying he's actually a solid bench bat. Yeah, I think, I think I agree with you on that one. I think I, I would take the deal. So, I think
2: John makes a good point where there's a ton of solid outfield depth in yeah. free agency. So this is the kind of move that you would make. On the cheap, because of the fact that in Pittsburgh, like cheap. obviously Brian Reynolds is in left field. They're cool with Jack Sawinski in center field. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, you, if you want to give up four prospects, sure, yeah, sure, I'm in on that. Propose yeah, so, it to me. So Sawinski is in <laughs> center, and, and they feel good about their young, you know, right field core. I think Connor Joe's probably on the outside looking in. They, probably. they didn't non-tender him, which I'm kind of surprised at, but maybe it's because they're looking to make a move uh, over the <clears> and it may not be an off-season move. Connor Joe may be a deadline type of move, yeah. yeah. Um, especially, but if is the Pir- he going
1: to get enough bats to really
2: showcase? But him, uh, that's right. fair point. Yeah. And yeah. I will say this: if the Pirates are succeeding, and I think Pirates fans have expectations of competing in 2024. Oh, that's cute. Not not at not at <laughs> World Series level, but yeah. at at be- better key, than a Pirates at wild card level. Yeah, with are the, with are the young you so that they have. I think that Connor Joe may be in a weird spot where if they don't trade him this offseason... He probably will not get traded until the following
1: year. Yeah, Spiral Out in the chat says, Merrifield would work better for me to bring it full circle on the show. I, yeah, I tend to agree, but again, I don't think you're really risking anything there. Yeah. Um, and much like you're not risking anything, Renee, when you use the Game Time app, there we because go. it's that good. Use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. I've already used it twice now in the short time we've been on the show. I've been on a real kick. I saw a concert and a comedy show. Getting out and about again. I'm living, baby. Wow. And I'm living with the Game Time app. Uh, Flash deals and last-minute tickets. You can find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. One of my favorite aspects is you get the image of where you're sitting and your sight lines and all that, because I know that's important to people. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, et cetera. Game time has your back. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set. Buy tickets directly, and they're sent to your phone, so you never have to dig through your emails. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed and while we're here taking care of business let me just tell you about our friends over at wheelhouse it's zach berman's son's favorite store that should be enough to get you into the wheelhouse cards as a kid that (laughs) used to regularly visit my local card shop and go hunt cards and and go to rice's market did you ever go to rice's market as a kid no no it wasn't that far from where you grew up rice's yeah it was a big giant flea market up like kind of like in between Doylestown and New Hope? Like La Haska area? No, I usually
0: go to the Columbus one.
1: Columbus. Market. There was one in Jersey too I used to go to. It was right on the side of River Road. (laughs) Anyway, I used to go hunt cards there. I used to love it. (laughs) Uh, And cards are back in a major way. And Wheelhouse Cards should be your go-to destination uh, because their community and cards is their motto because the love of sports unites us all. It's our go-to sports card gift and apparel shop. They have more than just cards. Uh, They have all your favorite cards though tops chrome baseball mosaic football as well as the gear you're looking for with brands like Mitchell and Ness 47 brand junk food starter and of course shy vintage sports and if you're looking to get those cards graded well wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions they also host a ton of different family friendly events and birthday parties every month so stop into either of their stores in wayne or westchester open seven days a week at 11 a.m and use that code p h l y and get ten dollars off any purchase of 25 dollars or more in store be sure to give them a follow on instagram at wheelhouse cards
0: all right well all right what's your again, favorite time no up? i think that we're over time, time. The i think we should, chamber i think that it's we should just cut the show because <laughs> we're already over time it's already 12 no it's all right i think we have
1: time for guests at ballpark
0: i don't know. I feel like we're on a tight so, schedule, so
1: like I think this game is fun, but you <clears> being so um bothered and tortured by it really kind of ramps it up to like really fun for me.
0: Here's my issue, and actually it actually connects with because Tyler. it
1: bothers you so much because it's so hard.
0: It's so difficult. Yes. It makes me look stupid. No, and it I makes us all like look that. stupid.
1: Embrace the stupid.
0: I don't Look stupid because people already are going to assume that we're stupid, and now they're really going to think we're stupid Twitter because we don't fake, know the ballpark. Birds aren't real, and the government
1: is watching.
0: Nah, brother. Well, Kyle knows Columbus Market. That's actually where, is, I,
1: where was it? Pensacola? No,
0: it? it's it's in like the my family actually lives near the Columbus Market. Um, it's near like Burlington, Bordentown.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, north of Morristown, of a little bit north of Morristown. Yeah. Which
1: Morristown? Because Jersey's weird. It's got Morristown, and Morristown, Morristown with
0: an E. Okay. Not Morristown with an I. So up like Flemington area? Pennsylvania Morristown with an I.
1: Well, Jersey, I don't know. I still don't know so which Morristown is which. So it's like mo- is Ewing
0: works. is like 25 minutes north of the Columbus Market. Okay. You take two ninety five and you can get there. I used there. to get my
1: Umbros in Ewing at the soccer post. Oh,
0: my gosh. That yeah, was my go-to was my soccer thought. store. Yeah, I love that yeah. store. Yeah. King Krabs, you just keep the, the compliments going. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, M- Mickey need... Astin, is Mickey,
2: is your game time average still 823?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to do this one quicker today. And uh, Renee will be tortured. So it's time for America's Favorite Game okay, Show, Renee. Okay, I
0: have to pee. I'm, like, nervous. Oh, oh boy, she's got to pee on top oh, of, of it. Yeah!
2: It's gonna be the best one yet. All right, Tyler. It's a nerd. It's time for America's uh, favorite game show, which is guess that outline. And today I think it looks like I thought uh, I was I had
1: it yesterday. It looks oh, like a, what a, is a, a, it?
2: a bike seat or a cup. Tyler. It looks like uh, when, have you ever
1: seen those pizza cones <coughs> where they put the pizza like in a cone and it kind of like pours out the top? Sure. Oh, does it? Mm-hmm. I see a bike seat. All right, I got it. I'm going. Final I don't know answer.
0: What I see here.
1: Great American ballpark. Okay. Oh no! Oh, oh man, he's—I'm not getting positive responses on my guess here.
0: Okay, I'm not jumping in that quickly. I'm
1: just jumping in because screw it. The chances of being right are tough. Uh, Great American Ballpark. I reserve the right to change my answer in the next uh, 90 seconds, but that's what I'm going with.
0: Um.
2: Um. Reserve the right to change your answer. You've been hanging out <laughs> with Bo too much.
0: <laughs> Literally.
2: Hmm. Chris, mm. you're
0: adding extra pressure being in here.
1: No, no, do. we do a horrible job of that.
0: I do keep track.
1: Ooh, it could be. Oh,
0: it's not that one.
1: Mm. Renee, I already submitted my answer. I'm not cheating. <laughs> uh, I think we're Wait, a- approaching what? the 90 second mark. Guys, for Renee.
0: we literally just started. Don't do that.
1: Well, you have to pee. We're looking out for your bladder. No, I,
0: d- I don't anymore. Okay,
1: no. I peed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've already wet myself. I've already gone to the bathroom. There's, uh, this is really difficult. Are you wait, kidding I, me? This is real.
1: Chris is saying, "I think the one I submitted has already been guessed or already been used." Is
0: no, this the, the, real? For,
2: for like the fourteenth
0: time yeah, this game,
1: we
2: I'm gonna played, get it one time. Uh, that was the one that I flashed on the screen inadvertently, and we this still is? have not used. Oh, I know we keep using
0: Great American.
2: Yeah, so I'm going. I'm sticking.
1: I'm sticking with Great American Ballpark. One of these times, I'm gonna be right.
0: Are you though? Are yes. You? One for 30? Yeah.
1: That's not a bad start. All, right. really All right, Renee, we're way over. One time. minute. We're not one minute. way
0: over. We got to go. I told you guys we didn't have to do this Eagles are, show. We Chris didn't have to is coming do to kick us out.
1: All right. That's so, not why he's here. Siri, one minute timer.
0: No. uh Oh my gosh. You All guys right, are there children. Go. Okay. It started. Siri, stop timer.
1: It doesn't recognize your voice. <laughs> a girl, Siri, Siri. Siri, stop There's timer. baby Skylar to give you a little inspiration. Oh, she's so
0: cute. 45 seconds. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Eugene Krabs is elevated to King Krabs. This looks like my Wait, thumb. Wait, we didn't do Dodger Stadium. Mm. Have we heard it in the chat
2: Mm-mm. or
0: out loud?
2: Mm, Renee's panicking. 30 seconds. Have you heard it in
0: this. the chat or out loud? Yes.
2: One of those two has been Ooh. said
0: i can't scream loudly i don't want to deafen our
2: sorry podcast, podcast listeners
0: yeah that's why I, I did a muffled scream 20 seconds <gasps> oh my god
1: <gosh>. oh, <laughs> no. you know you put this pressure all on yourself right like oh, nobody god. else is putting I'm gonna see my hands. <laughs> the mbd so says it looks like a uterus oh
0: no. it does look oh, yeah. like a uterus that's why i recognize it from my gynecologist <laughs> five seconds <laughs> that's this image all right wait i had it and I forget it. Just pick one oh of the 30 gosh. stadiums.
1: Final answer is
0: Dodgers.
1: Dodgers Stadium. <laughs> uh- <laughs>
0: yes! It's the gyno ballpark. Wow, the
1: gynecologist yeah! slipping Renee answers. All right, yeah. so I'm gonna have to go hear about this for the next uh, 15 to 20 minutes or so. so wow! Um, oh my
0: gosh! Oh, are you, is that oh. exhilarating for you? That's so exhilarating! What a, wow! Very, what a high!
1: I'm very proud of you.
0: <laughs> I actually was just going to I'm gonna to get win Great American there.
1: Ballpark one of these times, <laughs> guys.
0: With that, the lead is now. What is it?
1: Gina? I don't. I'm not keeping score.
0: Why are you not keeping score? Because I'm
1: losing and I'm horrible at this
0: game. Oh my gosh! <sighs> Four to two. <laughs> let's go there were people that said Dodger State in the chat and I actually did not even look at the chat by the way I was looking at my computer screen I have witnesses <laughs> wait what was the who else said Dodger state 60 seconds
1: well, okay but
0: okay in all seriousness part of mm-hmm. the issue is when the first image flashes mm-hmm. I'm thinking everything but a ballpark like that flashes I'm You're thinking Dino and uterus yeah. I'm thinking pizza. I'm thinking all types of inappropriate Makes sense things. To go so it uterus, takes time yeah. for my brain to even process I'm like uterus holy crap. Dodger stadium. We're playing a game right now Maybe and we, we have to guess. Yeah. Cuz I'm just thinking like, "Oh, it looks like my uterus on the screen." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tomato and juice. What do you say? Juice and tomatoes, the juice and, and now tomatoes Dodger Stadium. Of
0: my uterus. I, I, I
1: hope you're happy because every time I see Dodger Stadium for the rest of my life, I'm probably going to think <laughs> Renee's <laughs> uterus, and that's a really weird
0: <laughs> cross section of my
1: brain that I wish didn't exist. But here we are. So you thank you, guys? Renee. You know guys?
0: If nothing else, we're leaving you with some positives. <laughs> the juice and tomatoes of this show yeah. is that Dodger Stadium looks like my uterus. <laughs> so next time you guys go out to LA, uh, make sure you are prepared for that.
1: Oh, i mm, mm. Home of Mookie. Mookie's not going anywhere, people. <laughs> I, I want him. Yeah, sure. He's, he's great.
0: Yeah. I know King Krabs must've been going wild in the chat with that picture. Cause it also looked like a jock strap or whatever they're called or like a cup,
1: yeah, like yeah. a guy's cup, which I refuse to, I played lacrosse and I refuse to wear a cup ever. In baseball, oil across because I just it's could a not bold
2: run. strategy Cotton. Yeah, I just
1: could not run with them. They're terrible. I understand the protection angle, but no.
0: So with that, to summarize today, as you guys started summarizing, and I like this. We should do some, po- you know, end of the show wrap ups. <laughs> we've talked about juice and tomatoes, juicy tomatoes, uh, Columbus flea markets, and all the flea markets. Uh, we've talked about uterus and jockstraps, and we went on a Twitter rant, and exes, and things like that. So with that, that sounds like that just about does it for us here. We have more topics that we didn't even get to today, because that's how we roll. The fact that it takes us so long, and we still went over time, guys, but you guys are still here, which makes you the true sickos. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Make sure you hit that like button on your way out the virtual door. Subscribe, follow, also make sure you're uh, staying up to date on our tweets, as we're gonna be dropping and always dropping polls show updates other updates you can but we're not putting hypothetical
1: on. trades on twitter anymore because we learned a lesson yesterday that that is not a place or for we, people to be calm and yeah no it's but it's, it we did
0: hard. also drop our first article john foley's yes. article gained some incredible traction he was talking chase utley in and the piece And Jimmy, who just celebrated a birthday yesterday, Jimmy Rollins. So head on over to our website, check out our very first article from John Foley that adds to all of our incredible other Phillies articles that we've had so far this year. So thank you guys for tuning in Uh, for us here at PHOY Phillies Podcast. Tyler, Jamie, Renee, have a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll see you back for more juice and tomatoes on Wednesday, guys.